This is Out West. A pop-up podcast from The Outline about fan theories about the TV show Westworld. This podcast is going to assume that you've seen every episode of Westworld up through episode three. So if you haven't, you might want to turn this off right now because we're definitely going to talk about many, many spoilers. Horrible spoilers. I'm Adrian Jeffries. I'm Josh Topolsky. And I'm John Lago-Marcino. Let's get into some analysis. All right. The most recent episode of Westworld was called The Stray. It's episode three. Uh, it is further documenting our character's descent into utter madness. Uh, Teddy gets a new backstory. Ford seems to act like he's on to Bernard. And also... We meet Wyatt. Tells him that we meet Wyatt. Ford tells Bernard about Arnold. So much stuff happened in so this episode. So much stuff, yeah. Uh, Dolores is having secret conversations with Bernard that are leading to a revelation uh, where she violently kills somebody. Her revelation is she likes to kill people. <laughs> um, and uh, and there's a whole host of other mysteries that we occur. We have a flashback to the first years of the park. Oh, that's right. And we get to see the park in its early days. This is not a great synopsis, but, but hopefully you're listening to this because you remember what happened in the third episode. There was a lot that happened in we, a single episode of a TV show, huh? one host who ran away, which is why it's called a stray. That's right. And you know, Did in a lot of ways, that? memory is very important to the concept of Westworld wow. and its inhabitants. Hmm. Way hmm. to segue. Thank you. <laughs> right. So that's roughly where we are in the show. There's been plenty of stuff in the first three episodes to get people to come up with really complicated explanations for what's going on. I didn't watch Lost. You guys both did, so you are familiar We both wasted many years of our lives. Way of participating with a TV show. It's the first time for me. Yeah. I don't know what I'm in for. So we should say Am I going to be disappointed? Definitely. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think there's no option but to be disappointed. But our hope here and like I think part of the reason for doing this show which was born out of a conversation in the office that we were all having uh, about what is going on. The hope is that maybe we won't be disappointed. Maybe there is like a really good story because it has all of the beginnings of some really, really interesting stuff. Um, and I should say that, you know, our, our goal here is, is to both address like the things that have been nagging at us personally on, in terms of theories and really explore a lot of the crazy deep theories that are now out there on the internet, which I think will either be a very rich source of material for the people who are creating this show um, or at the very least are very, very interesting things to think about that have no relationship to the show whatsoever. And I think a lot of the theories, well, a lot of the theories that we're going to go over here on the show are going to come from listeners um, or from Reddit or from wherever. These are fan theories primarily that we're going to be talking about here, and we will have one on the show later. Um, But for now, we thought we'd kick things off with each of the three of us talking about sort of a pet theory that we have that we're latching on to, and we'll see how that goes over the And over you the have to come up with a cool name for your theory. Oh, oh on, the, on the show? Yes. Oh, okay. Good. I have mine. Okay. okay so Josh What's is going to go first. It's, my theory is the theory of evolution. <laughs> <laughs> Original. Uh, thank you. Um, so here's my – okay. So I'll try, to, I'll try to set the stage for this as much as humanly possible. So – uh, at the beginning of the first episode, one of the first things you see when they show you the lab where they're working on all of the, all of the robots or creatures or whatever, the, all of the hosts, is they show a horse skeleton and, like, there are two technicians putting what appears to be some type of organ into the horse. Like, I think it's a stomach. It's kind of hard to tell, but they're definitely putting something inside of it that is, like, a part of a system. Um, the hosts uh, bleed. They obviously die in some way. They get infections. Um, they they uh, rot. They rot, according to what we see in the third episode, that if you leave them tied up to a tree long enough, that flies will buzz all around them and they will be actually be rotting. So what the fuck are the hosts made of? They appear to be made of a biological material. If you look at the displays that they use to get, to get information about the hosts, that the, the people who are uh, the, in the lab, you see uh, brain waves. You see a heart rate. Uh, we know that you can take a certain amount of blood out of one of these things, but it'll stay alive. But going beyond that will mean that you kill it. So my theory is essentially, one, these things aren't robots, basically. They're not really. They're made up of some form of biological material. Whatever that machine is that's stitching them together is not stitching together like a synthetic material. I think there is like 
it's actually creating some form of biological matter. They definitely like when they go to the to the to the lower level, the containment level, they say it stinks because the heating or the cooling is not working, which makes me think that they're sweating or shitting or doing something that they or shouldn't be doing or not being preserved in some way. But they're definitely still like alive and functioning. I mean, they're not like in a heap of rotting bodies. So there's something going on. So so my theory is basically this. The show seems to be fixated on the idea that their brains are evolving, that their mechanical minds or their, you know, computers or whatever are evolving to become conscious, like to have consciousness, right? And and self-awareness. And they are going from being a robot that acts like a human to – sorry, they go from being a machine that pretends to be a human to a machine that basically has all the faculties of a human in terms of cognition. I think – Something is happening with their bodies as well, or I think that their bodies have something to do with it, like that there is a connection between like the things of which they are made and the things that they think and feel. So what do you think the white goo is in those vats? I think it's soiling green. I think, <laughs> you think it's I, the my, ground up matter my, of other my, people? My, my, my <laughs> deep, deep down, dark down theory is that like that material is like some kind of amalgam of like biological like harvested cells from like bo- other bodies and that's what they're making them out of that is interesting because in the arg website the uh, alternative reality game that is i guess canon to the show yeah in the terms of service you sign away uh any of your bodily fluids that you lose in the park to the park yeah and they claim ownership that's, or, that's really interesting i think that so that's what i think is going on and that's the theory of evolution and so i think that not only so i think that not only are they are their minds evolving but at some point it's going to become indistinguishable the way that you can distinguish like, oh, hosts can be killed, but guests can't. I think at some point it's going to be that that they are not killable the way that they are killable now. Well, they have done a couple dialogues about evolution and evolution normally takes a long time, generations and generations. But these things basically go through a generation in a day. So maybe they could be oh, evolving because they're dying so often. Mistakes. Oh, that's interesting. Right. I mean, you, you actually, when you think about evolution, it's like these like series of sort of like horrific things that happen until they like, right, our species like was hardened against certain elements over time. And that was like our evolution, like all species, right, hardened over time to their elements and evolve into the thing, the form that they are, that they are now presently, right? That's actually a really good point. But if you were, right, it's almost like, it's actually almost like the, um, like the uh, Doomsday, the Superman Doomsday backstory, which I don't know if anybody knows this. Hmm. I think I've talked about it. I'll talk about it really briefly. <laughs> really briefly, it's like this idea that there's this, like, scientist that's, like, before Krypton is Krypton that he, like, creates this. He's trying to create this, like, super being. And so he, it, like, has a baby, like, grows a baby in a vat and then sends a baby down to this planet. I think it's, like, ancient Krypton where it's like the most violent like horrible like place to it in the universe where it's all like monsters and lava and like just completely sounds awesome you can't inhabit it at all and like the baby dies immediately and then he collects the dna from that baby and creates a new one from that dna and then sends that down until like over thousands and thousands of these like um iterations the baby becomes like super powerful and then it kills all of the things on the planet and then it becomes like the most powerful like being in the universe basically most powerful right. like villain and super- he kills superman anyhow so it's kind of the same idea where you like mm-hmm. rapidly evolve like the DNA of these things. So that's my that's my the theory of evolution. That's my theory. And I mean, Doctor Ford has also said that evolution of humans is basically over. Right. He says they'll like, be able to resurrect the dead and then they'll be finished. Right. Right. Which right. Is, which Done. is like check. Which is like, <laughs> Next. aren't they resurrecting the dead through building these things out of dead like particles or whatever? It could be death particles. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. John, who wants to go next? Sure. Mine is not uh, by any means original, but I want to talk about the multiple timelines theory that's floating around the internet. I don't even think it's really a theory. I think it's just what's happening on the yeah. show. And that, but there's a large faction of people on the internet who seem to not understand or not believe that what we're seeing uh, in an it's episode of Westworld, right, is not linear, is not chronological. It's been edited to show multiple periods of time happening in Westworld out of order from each other and specifically uh i think it's very safe to assume that william's timeline is happening mm, a little bit more than 30 years before the timeline of the man in black and um 
what we would consider Teddy. the present Teddy. Teddy. Right. right. What we would consider the present in Westworld. And yeah, I mean, how do you how do you know this? Okay, a few just like cinematically, you can tell that it's colored differently from the rest of the show. I think you can it's establish more vivid. That the older stuff seems more vivid. Right? I think the older stuff is actually less saturated and more oh. amber. I think mm. these are like visual indicators that you're seeing something different. I feel like mm. those are minor by comparison. Sure, but I think they're there to like plant a flag. Um more importantly though, you never see William and Teddy in the same right. scene. Or the man in black. Or the man in black. Or um Maeve in the bar. That's correct. Uh however, the woman in charge of the bar is the other Clementine? Uh, Clementine, Clementine is yes. in charge of the bar, right. Is the bar in actually... whose scene? Wait, you're just in, 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 William, William, sorry, in William's, William's time. time William in... never appears in the same scene as the man in black. Yeah, we should zoom out for one quick section sure. on this. Basically, <laughs> just to explain if nobody's heard this theory, that essentially we are seeing two timelines. One is 30 years in the past. One is quote-unquote present, right? The present timeline contains the the Teddy and Man in Black and Dolores' awakening and all of that stuff that we think of as the main characters. Maeve, the, uh, the um, mistress, what do you call them? Madam, sorry. The madam who runs... The other prostitutes at the, at Mariposa, which I believe is the name of the saloon, mm-hmm. still like there's so many names and people and things going on in this. The quests. So in that timeline, there's a different set of quests. So then there's like the William and Logan timeline. That's William and his for the guy who's really his nice and friend. his friend who's an asshole. Um, the ones who arrive in the park at the, the ones who arrive in the, the park. Episode. They go into this very sleek place, this very sleek all white place. They get to pick out all of their stuff. The Westworld logos are different. To me, this is the strongest indicator. The Westworld logos. The logo, yes. Yeah, so the Westworld logos are different when William is picking out his clothes, and it's the same logo that the technicians have in the flashback when when Anthony Hopkins is talking about uh, Arnold. And And the first, first, yeah, so those logos are the same. And this logo is also present in the underground cold storage unit. Which presumably has been abandoned for a long time. Which yeah, is decrepit. It's also, yeah. the, the new logo is also seen when Ford goes into the elevator to go on his little vision quest. Right. So so there is clearly like a delineation of you see scenes with the old logo. Those appear to be – well, if you follow this theory, we know for sure that they show it in the past with the old logo in Arnold – in the Arnold conversation with uh, Ford, right? Mm-hmm. When they show them working on the old versions of the of the hosts. Uh, we don't know for sure that that's what's going on in William's timeline, but why is the logo that way? Why is everything clean and pretty? And why don't we ever see these characters interacting? Now, sorry, not to not to take no, your, but at the end of the third episode, everybody's like, well, this theory's just been blown apart because you see this conflict happen between uh, uh, between Dolores and this, you know, this raider at her house who's trying to rape her. She shoots him. Then she runs out and runs through the woods. And we're supposed to think that she then runs from that experience into the arms of William. But the last thing we see is her emerging from the woods right. into yeah, William's really arms. Shaken. Right. So here's the thing. Her storyline, this is the greatest deception so far the show has done, I believe. Her storyline, the, the editing creates, the editing is creating a very unreliable narration, right? And what they've done here, I believe, is how many times has Dolores stumbled out of the woods after being brutally assaulted in that narrative? Because her narrative is people go to raid her house and they like rape and kill her or like they rape her or they do something horrible, right? That could have happened. That has happened thousands of times basically. So we could be seeing her stumbling out of the woods at any one of those times, not the time that they showed just before it. And they actually, I think, lead us. I think they actually show this very clearly. They show her having confused memories of different time periods when she's like looking at the gun and then the gun isn't there when she looks down and sees her father and then sees like her old father when she's thinking about getting shot in the stomach and then isn't shot in the stomach so i wonder if we're ever being shown anything from the point of view of any character in these flashes of scenes I wonder if we're always third person just looking at actual events that happened in different times. That's exactly what we're looking at. But you're saying that she's having flashes well, she of the might, man in black. She, I don't no, think she's having the no, flashes. She's, no, 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 no. She's definitely having memories. I mean, her whole – the whole – her ability to act is predicated on the idea that she's remembering 
what has happened to her and is trying to prevent it from happening in the future. Can we always trust the edits, though, to reflect what the characters what? are thinking? That's what I'm getting at. Well, like, no, but, 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 but I think that it could be both things. Okay. Right? She could be having flashbacks, and we could also be seeing glimpses of different times that things have happened to her. They don't have, they're not like one or the other, I think, in this case. But I think they're actually pointing to us. I think that the show is actually saying, like, this is an inconsistent timeline here. You're not seeing all of the things linearly. Like, you're, you're not seeing them on a linear path. You're seeing them from her perspective and from our perspective that there are different timelines. I think that she – I think what they're – so, okay, here's the really crazy thing. This is something that Laura, <laughs> my wife, Laura, brought up when we were watching it last night. And I think this is – fucked with me pretty hard, and I think it will fuck with you when you think about it. Her theory is we're not seeing two timelines – we may be seeing like three timelines, which is like great present, sure. present, distant. Does I'm the, sorry. Does the saturation? I don't <laughs> well, know. We have to do another pass. It's, so be, it's like present, <laughs> recent past, and distant past. Anyhow, so the prevailing theory, then, if you believe this thing, is that William is the man in black after some catastrophic I'm thing happens. I'm on board to him. with this theory. I think I'm not totally on board with all the specifics, like that it would be a full 30 years. But it does seem like it's, the chronology explains so also, much. We should like, also mention when we're talking about time, I think we conflate 30 years with the past, which might not be. Right. Well, we're talking about moon years. Exactly. These could be moon years, which are All different. we know is that uh, 30 years prior to the present, there was a catastrophic incident. William could have arrived more than 30 years ago if it was the past. He Right? Oh, this not really. They seem to change up storylines occasionally, and I just it doesn't seem to me like Dolores would be doing the exact same loop for I mean, unless, no, unless Dr. Ford has a real, like, a real soft spot I mean, maybe for her because very she was the very first host. Maybe it's a very successful storyline. But also her storyline could always result in some kind of, like, attack or whatever i mean think about Mm -hmm. how many ways you can think about how many ways you have to hurt women in westworld like it's basically you know the it seems to be like the one of the main delights another very basic oversight i feel like if you're a guest female and you go into westworld aren't you going to be treated as if you're a guest as if you're a host i mean there's definitely some there's definitely some and and that would be unpleasant there's a lot of violence against women in westworld Getting back to the timeline thing real quick, because then I want, Adrian, I want to hear your theory, because we actually have to get into the fan theory, which we haven't done yet. The other thing about the timeline is that they show this, Ford gives Teddy a new backstory in the third episode. His backstory is that he was friends with a guy named Wyatt, who went crazy and started hearing, like, the voice of God, who told him that he, like, he was the future, that, like, he, that somehow Wyatt was going to, like, bring the future to that land or whatever. And he went crazy and started killing people. Um, Wyatt and Teddy were in the war together. I think right. it's supposed to be the civil war, right? Mm-hmm. Cause we see. In, There's a scene where they talk about the union recruiting for the union. Right. So that's the past. That's and like, that was in Williams timeline, in right? Ford's, in Ford's narrative, mm-hmm. the past is soldiers in the civil war. Mm-hmm. And when you see William, get off the train for the first time and in his timeline you see soldiers recruiting for the campaign is not go find some like varmint in the woods it's like join the army and fight for the union and so uh, to me that's like (laughs) storyline what Uh, a crazy narrative to go into you're like you go into Westworld and then you get recruited into the Union Army. Yeah, well, that's what happens. <laughs> but they're like trying to like I assume try, you know they have like campaigns. So I think that that's also a kind of a tell where it's like oh yeah. yeah to him the past is like when there's like a Union Army and it's like post just post Civil War like they're kind of still there's still like you know pockets of resistance. Anyhow, so anything about it. so that's so that's okay. the timeline. You that's you believe that. Oh, I 100 percent believe. I think we all. I think we all. Yeah, I think we all. But also, why why talk about 30 years ago? Why even reference the past? Unless there's a connection between the two timelines. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And and yeah, you know, maybe it'll all be blown apart in the fourth episode. I <laughs> right. They're gonna be like William and William and the Men in Black are gonna sit down and have whiskey together. Yes. And then we're gonna be like, okay. <laughs> well, back. To, that's, hey, that's the beauty of this show. All right, Adrian. Okay, so my theory is pretty simple, and it's perfect because it can't be proved or disproved. Is at that this perfect point. or is that? In fact, there's flawed. no evidence for or against it oh, wow. at this point. <laughs> Great. Okay. My sense is that everything in the show is pointing you toward believing that the hosts are evolving real consciousness. 
like they're really becoming artificially intelligent. And my theory is that I think it would be a more interesting show if actually they never reach full consciousness. They are only manifesting their programming in new clever ways. The introduction of memories makes them behave in a different way, but it doesn't mean that they aren't still carrying out their programming. And it is the tendency of the human race to anthropomorphize everything. So it's got to be really hard when you're interacting with these things and they're exhibiting signs that you're not expecting them to exhibit and they look exactly human to not start thinking that they really are conscious. So your theory is? My theory is that the show is going to lead you to believe that these things are really conscious and then at some point there will be a reveal that's like, all of this can be explained by the programming. X interacting with Y but is, times Z. I'd be a real downer. In a matrix. Well, I don't know. They Why have, can't both exist at the same time? Can't we, can't, can't well, we just say, like, the programming was for consciousness? So, re- like, artificial intelligence is a real field, right? Sure. And there's a big argument about at what point you've created a thing that is artificially intelligent. Like, how do you actually – how do you define artificial intelligence is – some kind of approximation good enough or are you really trying to be God and make a consciousness that is on par with human consciousness? And I think the show is trying to get people to believe that these things are gaining that real, true God-given consciousness, but actually it's a very good simulation. Hmm. My theory needs a good name. Oh, you I've don't have a name for it. Well, what's your, I was you, thinking you, like maybe... My theory. just the multiple timelines. That's not your the dual theory. Timelines theory. I thought we were supposed to come up with our own theory. We have to talk about the multiple timelines, and I figured I would yeah, introduce yeah. it to That's the podcast. Fine. We'll well, Adrian we'll and I have our go. own theory. Yeah, see, this oh, is 100% Adrian Jeffrey's original so theory. My, okay. I, I haven't Reddit, seen this anywhere in the I searched Reddit for my theory, and I could not find it. So the only theory that I had watching the show, which was you disproved it actually the other night. I think Teresa, the woman who seems to be at a high level somewhere just below management management, I think she is a um, is a host. I think that it's possible that almost everybody's a host except for Ford. And possible. Maybe, maybe also Ford is a host. Teresa is especially interesting to me, though, because Jonathan of Nolan her. Nolan is a host. Yeah. I also thought that she couldn't touch fire because she had so much trouble lighting that she match. She lights and Bernard her cigarette to the first her. time. No, yeah. she, she do, does light the cigarette the first yeah. time. Yeah, She does, but with a lighter and not a match. So I'm still holding <laughs> out that maybe this is... I think you're really anyway, in the... Anyway, this is why I didn't bring it up here because I'm not really uh, fully... Uh, fully. It's not fully clear to me what my theory was. But, but uh, Dom from Long Island has sent us his theory. Okay, this is okay. the fan theory. It is about Teresa. I think we can call it the... Um, did he have a name for it? No, I think we can multiple call it the... Multiple Teresas. Multiple Teresas theory. Okay. okay. Uh, it is quite the theory. Okay, here All we right. go. Let's hear it. What's up, guys? Dom from Long Island here, and my theory involves something I found to be a huge tell regarding Teresa Cullen, her gold ring. She either wears it on her right ring finger, left index finger, or not at all. Hear me out, here's every time she is seen wearing it on her right ring finger. First time, when she is smoking on the balcony just before speaking with Sizemore. Second time, after sleeping with Bernard. Third time, while speaking with Bernard outside the massacre caused by Walter. Now here's every time she wore it on her left index finger. The first time was during her argument with Sizemore in front of the scalped sheriff. Second time. In the Mesa Hub just before Hector robs the saloon. Third time, just before they interrogate Peter Abernathy in the first episode. And finally, here is when she isn't wearing a ring at all. The first time was while watching Lee Sizemore's new narrative presentation in front of Dr. Ford. The second time, when Bernard helps her light her cigarette just outside the Mesa Hub. She also happens to be trying to light her cigarette with matches instead of the lighter we see her carrying during her conversation with Sizemore on the balcony. Third time, when speaking with Lee Sizemore just after he smashes the Indian host's nose. I am now 100% convinced that there are multiple host versions of Teresa Cullen. I am also beginning to believe that she is much more sinister than she is letting on. I can only speculate that the multiple versions of her are supposed to wear specific colors to help allow others to identify them. 
you will also notice that her attitude and demeanor is completely different depending on where she's wearing the ring. In all three instances, she is wearing the ring on her left index finger. She has a much calmer demeanor. Even when she's arguing with Lee Sizemore as she is able to keep her cool, which Bernard kind of points out by mentioning how her eyes arc when she tries to hide being angry. The Mesa Hub before the saloon heist, she even half jokes with Sizemore after Hector is killed before his big speech. And finally, after Dr. Ford politely asks her to leave uh, the room with Peter Abernathy, she shows a sense of innocence you don't ever see from her before walking out. In the three instances she is wearing it on her right ring finger, she is a complete bitch two out of the three times. She treats Lee Sizemore very disrespectfully while smoking on the balcony, and she tells off Bernard outside Walter's massacre that he needs to recall all the updates. The only time she wasn't was when she apologizes to Bernard for being rude to him at the Mesa Hub, right before sleeping with him. But what is odd about this is that Teresa, that the Teresa host that treated Bernard poorly wasn't wearing a ring at all, which leads me to my next theory. One of the Teresa hosts is pretending to be one of her counterparts. The Teresa version Bernard what? sleeps with isn't the same one that was rude to him after he lit her cigarette. She is changing the color dress she wears to throw off the other employees, but it would appear <laughs> she can't remove the gold ring from its designated finger. I now firmly believe that Teresa is behind the sabotage. Her name is associated with the word Reaper, so the version of Teresa that wears the gold ring on her right ring finger is evil in a sense. I also now believe that there are multiple versions of Lee Sizemore as well, perhaps even Bernard. I still need to check up, check back on them. As far as a Teresa version that, that doesn't wear any ring, I still can't decide if she's human or just a host with a very nice demeanor. In the scene where she is on the stairs leaning on the railing while watching Sizemore's new narrative presentation, she seems to show a very positive attitude towards Bernard as he approaches. She also happens to be wearing all white. And on a final side note, <clears throat> just recently in episode 3, we see Teresa wearing a ring on her left ring finger when she is getting on Bernard's case regarding Ford's new narrative. But it's tough to tell whether it is the same gold ring or a wedding ring. But either way, I believe it further supports my theory. Please let me know what you guys think of this theory, but I'm fairly confident about this one. That was awesome. Okay. You have it. Um, so, a couple of things. First off, that's very compelling. <laughs> I mean, I have to go back and look at all this. It's also... Ford also has some ring inconsistencies. And that can't be a mistake, right? Mm. I don't think that's the thing is like, I don't think anything could be a mistake like that. It's like they're not allowed to make mistakes like that. I mean, uh, like yeah. switching, switching ring fingers is seems really unusual to yeah, me. Yeah. Like, especially since they talk about hands. They think about he talks the about handshakes. You know him by a handshake. Mm -hmm. But um, so there's another so there's another way to think of this. Mm -hmm. uh, and this was something also most of the best ideas are come from Laura, honestly, but this is something she brought up. And I don't think I mentioned this, but I might've mentioned it earlier. I'm losing track of the She's timelines. She's an honorary member of She's the honorary member. She'll have maybe, maybe Are you a host for podcast. Laura's consciousness? Possibly. Oh. Um, that we're seeing multiple timelines in the people who run Westworld, as well as multiple timelines in Westworld itself. Uh. So when we see certain things happening, like, Teresa may be actually it may be a different time period that we're seeing something happen. So she's she just doesn't look older because in this future world, as Ford says, they've figured out how to slow down aging. Everyone could be like 200 years old or they're not that far apart. It's like today and a month ago or something. But we may be seeing. I don't know. It's hard to tell. This one's hard to swallow just because like when we get into that and the, 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 the world looks completely the same. Yeah, but it doesn't. Does it? I mean, uh, in well, the they show the, well, they show the very modern, well-appointed, well-taken-care-of part with William, but they never go back to that. But they also have – they do show parts that look like fine and they show parts that look like totally decrepit. Like mm -hmm. A lot of those underground levels look like completely – like they're falling apart. I just feel like this is one step beyond yeah, what, what, a, what, a, what, a, what the showmakers would – ask us to comprehend well this basically is like this basically opens up i think maybe we talked about it before but if bernard bernard could be 
maybe we didn't talk about it, but the concept that Bernard's a host or that Ford is a host or that is Teresa's a host. Is there any evidence that Teresa is not a host? She does light her cigarette on her own the Why first time. What do you mean? Well, they because she has, that, maybe I, she has privileges, though. Sure, she is pretty high up. We also don't know like what her position is exactly. I in got the, that she was like chief security officer. I think she's like more like a corporate person. She's like chief operating officer or something. She has to answer to a board of some sort. She yeah, says and he's this like a couple she times. could be like president or something, mm-hmm. or like COO. And because Ford is like park director, which is a ridiculous Jurassic Park title. <laughs> um, and that guy is like Sizemore is like head of narratives or something, head of yeah, storyline. By the way, I would say I don't think it says much that she's a bitch to Sizemore. He's like. Very yeah, obnoxious. he's annoying. Like everybody wants to be. Everybody's a bitch to size more because he stinks. Yeah, and even Ford is like a dick to him. Right. You know, like they also well, just fire that guy. He sucks. Size more. <laughs> yeah. yeah why terrible. Is, yeah. He's like such a spaz. It's like. Do you why? think the dialogue like between Teddy and Dolores is like purposefully lame? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Well, they talk about it, right? She's like someday is something that people say when they mean never, and it's like. But that's the dialogue. Yeah, but she's kind of like insinuating that his. It's that he's definitely supposed to be like – when he talks to Ford, he's like, you know, I got some reckoning to do. And it's like – it's dumb. It's <laughs> yeah. dumb like cowboy. <laughs> right. That's Lee Sizemore's writing. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, they are – it is a more modern time. It is a more modern uh, – Lee is like young too. Also, you know, like, speaking of Teresa, we haven't talked at all about corporate. Right. And what they want, the truth about Westworld. And, and she truth mentions about- to Sizemore that, that he's, uh, what is it, it's smart enough to know that there's uh, bigger plans for uh, Delos, Delos uh, but not smart enough to know what it is. Right. So, like, the park, they all seem to be working for the park only, but there's a level above them that has greater interests than a theme park. Yeah, what is it? I have one other well, observation. I mean, we should, like, focus on this Theory that That's what I'm about. Teresa yeah. is a host. And there was one thing that made me think she was acting kind of hosty. What? When uh, Ford tells her to go away. Yes. And that's he, – he, he's just like, please leave us. Please – what does he say exactly? He says, please leave, please leave basically. Yeah, or, and like, she, or like leave us or something like and that. And she kind of obeys in the same way that in the scene with the young boy, he just like – You'll do this thing, won't you? And the boy's like, yes, I do the thing. You mean the boy who's a representation of him as a child? Yeah. That's my takeaway from that. They're wearing, oh, yeah, they're wearing the same outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that guy has a British – the kid has a British accent. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And he's also like, my father said this. And he's like, oh, so did mine. Yeah. Um, but it's like, why is he ha- – this – sorry, not to – this anyway. is off the Teresa theory. Yeah. Can we talk about Teresa? Yeah, we can. She's – I kind of like – yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's important. I, I'm like, yeah, maybe she's a host, but – it wouldn't surprise me of all the characters, I guess. No. I feel like her and Bernard seem like they're hosts to me. They both seem they like. They both seem like hosts. Yeah. And that's interesting because it is the conversation between Teresa and Bernard where he mentions that the hosts talk to each other to train each other right. in interactions. Right. Like that could have been like a and why are we like, doing this? And she's like, is that what you're doing now? Right. Yeah. It, like, And also Bernard, I think it feels like because Ford seems to suggest that he knows what Bernard is doing with Dolores – it feels like he's actually – he's doing it. He's yeah. having him do it on purpose. Like Ford is using Bernard to do something that he can't do. Bernard's like kid backstory is also really weak. Yeah. Well, it's like you know the Arnold the, story. Teresa like has no backstory. Why would Teresa be a host is the bigger question. That's a – yeah. So – Okay. So if corporate is controlling her, mm-hmm. yes. then it would be nice for her to be a robot. However – yeah, but and who would she be opposed are, to? This can is you what just I, hire somebody like, who does what you say. I mean, I feel like it's just as easy. <laughs> no, what, isn't that what corporate drones are? I have a theory oh. for what corporate's trying to do. <laughs> what? I fucking think get corporate more material to make fucking soil people. Corporate wants to create uh, AI duplicates of powerful people so that they can swap out, like the president of the United States. This is the plot of Future World. Is it? Yes. Oh. All right. Well, I need like to watch Future World. Well, it's not off the you've... table then. Future no, World, by the way, is the sequel, sequel to, to Westworld, the movie. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get back to Teresa. I'm yeah. sorry. So who well. is her opposite if she is a host? Like who? Well, she she Sizemore seems to suggest that she and Ford are at odds. He's like, I just want you to know, I think Ford's like worthless. He should be kicked to the curb. Yeah. You have my support. So in the in the triangle of Teresa, Bernard, and Ford, who is, there... is aligned with whom in this thing well and bernard and, and bernard and ford are 
aligned. I was going to say Bernard and Teresa seem to be aligned because mm. they're, you know, making love. Mm. So what's the so where is this going? Who's going to be against whom in this situation? Well, does anybody have to be against anybody? I think there has to be some conflict on that end of things imminently, right? It's you know, it's unclear like what is the point of the show? <laughs> no, like honestly like um let's think about the overarching possible topics that the show could be tackling. One it's like uh just like interesting characters interplaying like there's not really a big thing it's just about seeing these like little bit of storyline like it, you know these little things happen. And but that's how Lost turned out basically. Kind of well yeah because they really didn't have a plot. They didn't have But here's a the thing. Jonathan plan. Nolan they had no plan. Jonathan Nolan who's one of the creators of the show Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan created it. Jonathan Nolan, correct me if I'm wrong, wrote Memento. He wrote Memento Mori, the short story that became Memento, the movie. Okay. That his brother directed. Right. But that has a clear, it's like lots of misdirection through editing, which is exactly what I believe and is going on with the And the same kind of premise that makes that misdirection really easy. Characters that you think are good or bad, characters that you think are bad or good. Uh-huh. But it has... It is, an, it is a workable thing from end to end if you see it all in one go. Like, it actually makes sense. So we have to believe that they're going to do better, even though J.J. Abrams' name is attached to this in some way. They have to do better than just, like, some interesting storylines for six seasons, right? They are pushing at a lot of big ideas. So I'm just asking for real, what's the point? Is it, like, robots are gaining consciousness and therefore they can no longer be abused and used as, like, animals? Mm-hmm. Is it... There's some nefarious plot from corporate to do something truly horrendous and heinous using artificially intelligent robots or, like, easily recyclable people. Is there, like, some religious—because they speak to religion a lot, like whatever Ford's doing with the church. And that's interesting. So there's, like, yeah, I mean, like, what's the show about? That's, like, helps to figure out if Teresa's a robot or not because, yeah. like, if she is she just an interesting character who's a foil for— I think we should go ahead and like make bets on whether we think Teresa's character uh, host or not. I'm gonna bet Teresa Heeman. Wait, no. I think we should be betting. I think we should go ahead and make bets on whether there are multiple Teresas. That's what this theory Isn't that exactly is. The so same if she's thing. human, there can't be multiple. So there human could be Teresas. one human, one host, <laughs> right? Extra okay. host well, in the, the closet. Where's the human when the host is around? Resting. Do you think the human is aware of the host version of herself? Mm. What about that thing about her rotating out of Westworld? What do you mean? Like she and Lee Sizemore, he's like, when do you that his name rotate Lee? back? Lee Sizemore? Lee Sizemore, yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. Well, they probably have to, you know, fly up to the moon and then fly back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Josh back. believes that the entire show Westworld takes place on the moon. Well, I mentioned this and we did a little teaser. evidence that it's very remote, possibly another planet. So I was convinced it was not. On some distant thing. I was they convinced also, it was on there's Earth. There's that globe with, that says Delos on it on the sub-83 sub level. But here's the thing. And it's it looks like a planet. Right. But here's the problem. I started thinking that they were on the moon or something when Bernard calls his wife, ex-wife or whatever, and he's like, sorry, it took me so long to call. It's hard to get a line out of here. And it's like. I thought he just meant like everybody's always on the phone because there are two other yeah. people who are on the line. Although it is the future and they're able to make, like, bionic robots. This is like, what I'm saying. This is what I said before. He was probably just making an excuse. He's like, sorry. <laughs> no, but like, I, I, I like working better than believe, talking to you. She has to believe the excuse and, like, yeah, yeah. where are you – yeah, you can make – literally, you can – they have, like, the most advanced iPad in the world that tells you how your robot is doing – you're right. like your humanoid right. robot, and yet it's like you can't make a phone call. They're yeah. like That's way really underground, strange. where they can like yeah. control the environment yeah. better. Right. The park is the only part above ground. It's like in a giant biodome. Yeah. No, I think it might Makes be sense. below ground. It could be below ground too. But they are going the up. To, they are going up to it. So maybe mm-hmm. that's it. It's way underground, and they're going up to it. Yeah. I feel like it's on the moon, though. <laughs> Feels right. To me. I think Teresa is a human, and there's only one Teresa. I think Teresa is a red herring. I think there is only one Teresa, and she is a host. Why is she moving her ring around? Well, that's just they just screwed up. Yeah, no, but no, I don't think they no. were screwing up. I, I think uh, that's a good point. I think everything's a red herring. Everything's a red herring. I Maybe mean, like host... so. No, normally, something like that would be used to signal something else. Like you know, in American Psycho, like Christian Bale is wearing a red tie when he's feeling confident, a blue tie when right. he's feeling. Well, he mentioned what if an insecure. oversight in hosts fan... is that they don't know where rings go. 
from 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 Jay to Jay. Like, oh crap! I it's like one of their. Well, I mean, that's good. the giveaway. Not which finger it's on, just that it's always moving means that it's a host. I think Teresa is a host. I think Bernard is a host, and I think there are two versions of Ford. Okay. Boom. At least. So, these are good. Just kidding. I don't know about the two versions of Ford, but I don't trust Bernard and Teresa to not be hosts. All right. So, what do we think of Dom's theory? I, the I, ring, the ring thing is a good pick pickup. This is just the theory that Teresa is a host. Three, the, three, three, three hosts. Two, there has, two. There, but two there's and more. One, yeah. yeah, the I mean, rings I think indicate there's, there's more than one. Well, here's one something we actually haven't seen: duplicate hosts. That's true. Which I think is actually really. Actually, and why the hell don't they have second, them? Because they have to pull two hundred of them from the. Oh, hold on. This is fucked up. Why wouldn't you replace Abernathy with a copy of Abernathy from scratch? Why would you replace Abernathy? Her father with a different father. Why wouldn't you just make another version of Abernathy? Why are they? Why do they keep them? Why do they keep repairing them? Why don't they just make new ones? Why don't they have duplicate versions of Dolores? Why do they need to have one? If they could just make as many as they wanted, which they should be able to do because that's what they do, why wouldn't you have 14,000 of them in the park instead of 2,000? Okay? Yeah. This is a fucking problem. And I do think you think this, is, this a is a problem in the design of the show, or do you think this is I think a this is telling part? I think it's the... telling. I think it speaks to the theory of evolution that they okay. can't just make duplicates over and over They're and over again. Unique. That they have to be unique. Mm. This is kind of like in. You guys watch Game of Thrones? I don't. No, it's not even worth talking about then. <laughs> but like, do you? Nope. Oh. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't uh, watch anything. Wow. Well, well, except Westworld. Westworld this is actually. Atlanta. Really, we need to explore this. I don't think we're going to have time to explore it on this episode. But why wouldn't they make a duplicate? So we haven't seen. His theory is problematic for this simple reason. Not because Teresa seems like a host or seems like a human. She, there have been no instances that we've seen anywhere Mm -hmm. of a duplicate host. Mm-hmm. Of a person who has been of a host that's been replicated, right. and so and they have to pull them to make repairs and stuff too, right. and they don't swap them no, in. They yeah, have enormous yeah, yeah. amounts of they have enormous amounts of people that their only job is to take care of, maintain, repair, rebuild, and put back into and put these things back into the park. So I mean, they must be expensive too, right? That's got to be part of it. Okay, but, yeah, but they definitely have machines making them all the time. Sure, and like they clearly have the materials to make them, but. There's a reason why they're not making duplicates, why we don't see four Doloreses, or we haven't seen them yet. Even if there is biology, it doesn't seem like that would preclude them from making the same clone oh. again, right? Unless they're not robots. That they're no. converting human they're converting forms humans. into robots. That's what they're doing. Oh, my God. That's what they're doing. That's it. That's pretty good. They're converting. That's pretty good. They're not. They're not robots at all. They're huh. like, they have like... They have upgrades. Right. At a certain they've point. Been, they've like slowed their process of aging or whatever or oh stopped it. But yeah. So they're they basically off, dead. So they started off with real robots, right? And I'm, over time they chills. became so have, yeah. <laughs> so they became so complicated over time that yeah. the electronics were becoming less and less and less and they had to make all these biological parts. Yeah. And at a certain point they were like, it's actually retrofitting electronics onto humans is less expensive and time consuming I think than I think they're retrofitting not quite, humans onto electronics i wonder if they're not quite humans like that they have to like rebuild certain parts of them but like they show it in the in the title sequence they show that face where a part of it is like like scraped off and part of it is like a human face yeah which i think is actually that woman they keep showing who has the tattoo on the side of her face Hmm. Mm -hmm. i feel like if there's some similarity there at any rate okay so that's it uh we're done solved it so i think there's two issues that's what the show's about well so it wouldn't matter actually yeah and that's where like Oh, yeah, their brain is like – they're basically Frankensteins, okay? And they're basically like Frankenstein's made up of all of these different parts, and but he has like the brain of a human. And it's like the brain of the human is like at war with this like monster that he is, right? It's like there's humanity in there, but he's actually this like monster. And that's like – that's a kind of a, a classic clash of – anyhow, I feel like I feel like we just got to this something is, here. We had a breakthrough. Yeah. Anyhow, so, so my theory is until twenty minutes from now, when this is over and we realize there is some massive flaw that we didn't put into the podcast. Yeah. So my theory is Therese is not a host because uh, because you can't make duplicates, or she's not a, a host because it, there wouldn't be duplicated versions of it. Because unless she I'm, could be a host, but can anybody not remember duplicated. a duplication of a host? No, they retire individual ones. They yeah. put different ones in. 
Okay, so we'll take it. They change roles one time. Maybe yeah. it just takes a really long time to make a new one from scratch. Doesn't seem like it. They got a lot of them being produced. Seems like they're... Right, and they also could have thought ahead and been like, let's make a couple extra Abernathy's. Like they make Teddy's eyes or whatever. Mm-hmm. They show the eye being made, but like, okay, so they can make an eye, a biological, like a new biological like thing that is an eye. But like, because he got his eye shot out. But like the entirety of him, they're like using some way of like they're restitching like their genetic matter. They're not they're not building something from scratch, they're restitching something. Right. He talks about resurrecting the dead too. Isn't that basically what they're doing? It's like maybe no one's aware of it. I mean, they might be taking corpses and That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well I don't know. Uh so <laughs> We'll be keeping an so eye no, on the multiple so yes. Dom's theory. No to Dom's <laughs> theory, unless like she's a host, but she wouldn't be multiple. Yeah. That's my theory. Okay. So we'll keep an uh, eye on that theory as time goes on. Adrian, what um, do you think? I'm still pwned for Teresa as a human. <laughs> I like her. Okay. What, what is human? Right. She seems very human to me. Okay. Okay, now we have one quick other segment. Yeah, so we, we wanted up. to uh, catalog some gripes with the show, I think, as a show. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Josh, well, just, you, you just brought up something that, that are kind like, of like really it like shattered the entire illusion of, illusion of the show for me. What? Oh, the thing about the numbers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I noticed this I was, when I was rewatching the first episode. Well, these are going to be uh, – these are our show gripes that, that, that uh, I think were like, oh, this is how it's like lost and it's going to be totally disappointing because they've set up way too much in this world that like can be wrong and just kind of blow apart like their fragile like – narrative they're trying to create here's a big one in the first episode i believe yeah in the first episode they are they're arguing sizemore Teresa, and bernard are arguing about um pulling uh hosts because of the upgrade that has like caused them to go crazy and sizemore says he uh bernard says they've updated only 10 percent of hosts and then Teresa says let's pull them and sizemore says well are you crazy that's 200 Hosts. Then Teresa says, well, we've got 1,400 guests down there. That's more important or whatever. So do the math. 10%. If 10% is 200 hosts, that means there's 2,000 hosts in the park. And there are 1,400 guests, which makes no fucking sense. And here's how it makes no sense. We see in an episode where two newcomers to the park go off on an adventure to catch somebody in the in the hills. They go with a party of like, I think Teddy is with them. I can't remember. I know the Teddy it's goes. Teddy, that's a the that's sheriff. A, no, that's a later couple one. Others. That's oh. a later one. On the earlier one, they go off and it's like the sheriff and a bunch of other. It's like five five hosts. This is the one where the sheriff glitches out. Yes, where okay, the sheriff yep. glitches out. There's like five hosts. Oh, right. And then the two guests. The couple, yeah. And then they don't even, they show the villains. The villains come to town later. That's the big shootout at the end of the first episode. There's like 10 villains or like right. eight villains, okay? So they were going to find like a nest of eight villains. So that's like 12 hosts just for one adventure for two guests right that math doesn't work right like, and then there's a scene later where there are like five or six dudes just stuck in a loop hanging out in the middle of the park yeah, because just, right and no one even see, you, you, no like, one noticed, noticed that they, they were didn't gone. show up they were right. supposed to show up two days ago yeah, but right. just like six hosts traveling in a pack together seems I, very wasteful very wasteful when you only have when you've basically got like half of the thing if you're a guest there half of the people you'll be encountering roughly are humans which is insane. Like and never, you could never get anything done. Right. You'd be like accidentally hosts. stabbing and trying to shoot yeah. humans all the time. But like obviously you can't shoot them. But then there's also like in the scene where the guy goes crazy and kills everybody in the saloon, there are two humans in there and like twenty dead people in the saloon. They say there are or six, six, it's like six yeah. that he kills, yeah. and then there are three he doesn't kill, and then there are two guests. Right. So there's so that's nine, two guests for nine hosts. Which by the way, that ratio, very similar to what I'm talking about, does not make any sense. Yeah, none. So, so this is to me really problematic. There should be probably like a hundred guests for two thousand hosts, or two hundred guests for two thousand hosts. I mean, like, is it, it has possible? To be a town and, is it possible that like when they were thinking about that percentage, they just like left off a zero or something? Like, <laughs> they could I mean, have. Think right? about how many times they had to shoot that scene and look at the <laughs> script and talk about it. There's no way that's an accident, but it either suggests something else, which I don't know yet. Or it's like really dumb math because it just wouldn't work. This is a good segue into my two gripes, which are number one, how do they ensure that guests don't stab other guests with a knife? And number two, <laughs> how how like could you go to 
go to Westworld as a woman and not have a terrible time because all the other men guests think that you could be a host and that they can do whatever they want yeah, to you and catcall you. And there'd be like, like a ton of rapes. just seems yeah. like hosts are programmed to intervene if anything is going to happen to two guests. It's pretty weak. It's weak. I wouldn't if, go. Oh, I wouldn't, that, no, I wouldn't okay. put my life in it those wasn't hands. In terms of, it was in an interview with, um, with Nolan. Okay, but what if, yeah, two, it, what if two guests are alone in a room together or they're like out of sight of hosts or – it also There's doesn't a, work out. They yeah. go out to the desert together, or you'd like. Also, how does a host know when someone's about to stab another person? This is weird. Inter- intervene. Do they move time? really fast or something? Like, are their reflexes just crazy good? We haven't seen any evidence yeah, of no. that, especially since they're just human bodies. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your first gripe? Yeah, the the knives. It's oh, like the guns. Yeah, I can kind of, kind of maybe yeah. see how you would program that. Well, like, it, but it, so these are kind of related in a way, like. The, it, it is we it is like how could you be if especially with the ratio, there's so many other guests. Being a woman would be would suck in Westworld. It sucks for the people for the women who are hosts in Westworld for sure. Uh but yeah, the knife thing, like, yeah, why aren't people just stabbing each other? Or like even accidentally. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you you said on the Delos website it does say that you can get hurt in the park. That's true, and, and you can deaths, fall off cliff. Accidental deaths can happen, and they claim they claim your body as well uh, if you die in the park. It says that in the. It does say that. Dun dun dun. I mean, I, I gotta tell you, <laughs> my theory is they're harvesting lit. human bodies. My theory too. is yeah, lit. Yeah. yeah. All right, what's your gripe? I, I didn't have a gri- uh, oh, beyond wow. these. Yeah, show is um, perfect. No, I Nothing agree with your you? gripes completely. That's cool. Josh has really shattered the whole thing to me. It's like <laughs> I have no more faith in the writers to build a world after. <laughs> Knowing this horrible, like, messed up ratio between hosts and guests. Unless the thing is it doesn't matter because everybody's basically a human being. And they're just, like, slowly converting. Maybe it's an, an attrition thing where it's, like, the, the host, the guests slowly become hosts or vice versa. So it started out mostly guests. Maybe. I don't know. Hard to say. What isn't hard to say is there are definitely some holes in this plot that are going to be going to spoil it for all of us. Uh, but until then, we're going to keep pursuing our theories and fan theories. On the one and only Westworld podcast worth listening to. <laughs> the outlines out west. And we should we need to we need to ask everyone to send us your fan theories. Uh like we said, the more elaborate the better. Yes. Send them to outwest at the outline.com as an MP3 or an audio file. Send it in a voice memo on your phone. Uh give it to us and if we like it, we'll put it on the show and um, you know, tear it apart like we did. To Dom's today. And Dom had some good points, but he did. ultimately wrong. <laughs> Dom's theory is fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, out west at theoutline.com. Uh, hit us up with your theories. And remember, hell is empty and all the devils are here. Hell is empty.